Coming up, today's guest has had success in multiple industries, including fashion and web development. She shares how she's grown downloads for her paid game by backtracking the end goal of her users, how she's used that technique in her ad creatives, and finally, how she approaches career transitions. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. Want to advertise through Snapchat influencers at scale? Check out fanbytes.com and see why brands like Universal and Sony Music use them to market on Snapchat. Learn more at fanbytes.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of App Masters. Now I don't have to say .co anymore because it's appmasters.com, .co, wherever you want to go, we have the .com. And this is the podcast where I talk to some amazing people in the app space, crushing it in the app space so that we can hear from them how they did it, get lessons that I might be struggling with, that you might be struggling with, so that we can collectively all grow together. And today I've got a phenomenal guest. Her name is Ronnie Brune. She's the developer and creator of Triplicata Maui. Ronnie, she's based out in LA. She grew up in Tel Aviv, went to Harvard for a major in econ, and she's built sites for musicians such as Ringo Starr and one of my favorites, JT, Justin Timberlake. Ronnie, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Ronnie, anything I missed from your career highlights that you want to mention too? <laughs> um, I was also a musician um, and I did stand up and I worked in fashion. I was a creative director and CEO of, of a fashion firm nice. and that stuff went really well. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And now I'm in tech. So I just launched a game. Very excited about it. What are some of the big wins from your career now that you've done so much? I mean, how, did you exit the companies? Like, how did you transition from the different yeah. various spots? Yeah, um, I, I can't get too much uh, into it, but yeah, things are fine. I'm very happy with where <laughs> I am now. But um, while I was uh, heading that company, we grew to like 450 wholesale uh, accounts, meaning sold in 450 stores within like 18 months. Wow. Um, the products were featured in pretty much every international and American uh, fashion magazine from like Vogue to various editions of L to the New York Times in print, which was insane. Um, and the Today Show and stuff like that. So it was pretty nuts, like whirlwind, wonderful experience. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Thanks. great. So you can't get into details, but you did fairly well for yourself. I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. What? So you, we talk, kind of talked about this before we hit record, but you said, you know, I've, I've sort of, you've sort of mastered like career transitions. How do you move on? How do you decide to move on? How do you like, talk to me about this? Well, first of all, a lot of therapy. So I think <laughs> like introspection is quite good. Being able to call yourself on that, on that, um, understanding what your true motivation is. So that if you're chasing something like go chase it wholeheartedly, you know, um, for a while I was looking for a big uh, creative outlet. I really wanted to 
um, express myself. I wanted to share my ideas. I wanted to share like parts of my personality. And a lot of that had to do with like unresolved childhood trauma. So certainly um, that sort of mental or psychological conflict is not going to result in something that is ultimately like that satisfying um, either as an endpoint or a process. Mm. So it's much better to be like, okay, I want my workday to feel this way. I, I have these values. These are my parameters. I want to be around this type of uh, population, like these types of people. Um, I have skills in this area. And you just kind of like want to utilize, I mean, for me, like I feel better when I am more true to that as opposed to like, uh, you know, projection and duking out things that really like don't belong um, in your career. Sure. Well, are there any specific things that you can share? And I don't want to get into too many things that you might not be, you know, you might not feel comfortable or you might not be allowed to share, but I'm looking at your Twitter feed. There's a lot of fashion going on still to this day. So talk to me about like, when did you know to transition out of the fashion world? Um, that was, yeah, that, that's not something that I can really like get into a lot, but that had to do with my values and, um, wanting to feel like, yeah, I'm creating something that people are keying into, but also, um, I can sleep. Like I physically have time to be Mm. sleeping. Um, I have, you know, I wanted to have more time to be with people I love. Um, and so if my job is in one way, like very satisfying, but, um, it leaves my, my personhood behind, that's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work out. And also like when you're doing something creative, like fashion, you got, you got to nourish yourself. You've got, you've got to feel, I mean, when you create anything, you have to do it with your heart. You want to bring a product that comes from, I mean, I do, that comes from happiness and inspiration and not from like insomnia and anxiety. So yeah. I love your story because I've always felt like, you know, in life growing up, maybe I felt like I had to just do one thing, you know, get really good at it and be, but then as I'm growing, it's like, no, you know, like I can, let's say five years down the road, I might not even touching anything about apps and I'm, and I'm okay with that. You know, like I'm okay with wherever life takes me and the stages of life. And I think of life in different stages, been in this game for like, I don't know, like 10, almost eight plus years now, but I'm okay with whatever the next step is. And then going pursuing some of the things that I had in that early childhood of, you know, wanting my own game show, having these type of things. I'm okay with pursuing that now. Wow. You said so many things that resonated with me like deeply. So first, just to, like lightly to mention when yeah. I, I, when I moved to the, the States from Israel, I learned English by watching the prices, right? No way. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How so old were you shows? when you moved? I was 10. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you, you were, you were six, right? When you, emigrated? Uh-huh. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, that's another thing that we have in common that when I was watching uh, your YouTube videos, I was like, yeah, like this guy gets my perspective. I want to listen to more of his advice. <laughs> I love like just, you know, the point of view here. So yeah. And also I understand like the, maybe it's an immigrant thing, but when you're growing up, like you just have these humongous dreams and you see your parents like, you know, put it together. And it's very inspiring. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I made a lot of like life decisions as a kid. And I don't want to necessarily follow that I want to make my life decisions as me now an adult. Mm -hmm. And um, having these outsized dreams 
is is great but like as long as it also includes me as a person yeah i love that how did you get into tech then uh when i was nine in israel i i took like a, a programming course yeah. so that was really cool and it was just something that I always assumed that I could do. Um, <laughs> this sounds so pretentious, but it's just like, okay, you know, I took a class. It was fun. And it was just kind of like in the back of my mind. And then when I was uh, pursuing, I guess, comedy, um, I needed to support myself. So I would do these like websites for uh, various like small uh, businesses out here in LA. And that was like PHP. And it was all nice. like, self-taught and you know kind of i don't know um not formal you know uh -huh, uh -huh. and then when i uh after transitioning out of fashion i actually took the itunes u course for objective c and that was like the first like solid programming class that i ever took and it was a really good move it definitely changed the way that i approach programming and in for this game triplicata maui you developed it all by yourself yeah, yeah. So pretty much. I love that. That's crazy. What was the <laughs> hardest part to learn? Because I looked at Objective-C too, Ronnie, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to understand um, this. And I understand PHP. I understand a little bit of JavaScript and HTML. But I was just like, there's no way I'm going to understand this. I have been gifted with like an incredible amount of hubris. <laughs> I think like really sometimes that comes in handy. I mean, I looked at uh, the class prerequisites for that uh, iTunes U course, and it was like, oh, you need to experience an uh, an object oriented language, and like I didn't. I just <laughs> took a book that had, like taught you how to make an app in five days. It was ridiculous. I'm like, okay, yeah, and it was like five days of you know eight to ten hours each, but I did it, and then I did the class, and I don't know, yeah, I just didn't know what I didn't know, and I just like jumped into it. That's awesome. Well, congrats Thanks. on the success of the game. It's a paid game. Yeah, yeah but I wanted to do this case study about like what categories work as paid apps because I get that question a lot. Like, hey, I'm planning to go paid. Like, and frankly, like when I did the top 500 top paid and I looked at the categories, I'm breaking this down soon in a YouTube video, but I found out about 40% are games. Uh, that was, which was like pretty shocking to me because I always think like games as a paid game don't work as much. So pretty interesting stuff for me. That's great to hear. I just, when I went into it, I, I, you know, studied the app store as well. And I just thought how many, um, indie apps are out there, uh, making money and mm. what are they doing? And, uh, games was a, a bit intimidating to me because I am really just into casual games, like maybe solitaire and candy crush, you know, and I don't know any like RPGs. I don't understand that. <laughs> and I don't feel like I have something to contribute in that realm because I don't play it. So what am I going to say to people? Um, but yeah, I looked into indie games and it appeared that a lot of them, you know, they, they have a pretty good run and they can charge money. And there's like, it seemed to be, and I don't know yet if that's true, that there, there are people that would pay for it. And prices are a little bit more, more like standardized too. Like, mm -hmm you can see what a 99 cent game is. You can see what a 2.99, 5.99. You can generally, it's, it's, it's there. It's not kind of like a wild west of business models. It's much more defined. The, how did you come up with the idea for this game? 
I, I wanted to translate something from the real world into an app. So I was just going through like things that are familiar in gameplay. And I thought about dominoes and I thought, well, in an app, you're not limited to two sides. You can do three. And so my, my game, um, I'm not going to assume that people are familiar with it. It's, uh, it has isometric block pieces, which look like forced 3D blocks. And you're supposed to match uh, colors that are on the sides of the blocks. And so it's kind of like taking dominoes into like a faux 3D mode. That was my thinking with it. Wow, that's amazing. And I love the, the Maui spin. What, what, what made you put the Maui stuff in there too? Um, I wanted to share my, I don't know, inner journey, I guess, with people. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to bring something that's really beautiful and relaxing. And also, um, I mean, I love Maui. Maui is really gorgeous. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, an immigrant to the United States, and I'm really proud to be an American. And I wanted to show something that is both part of the United States, but also has its own I mean, I guess let's, you know, the entire United States also has obviously like native history, not, not to ignore that. It's just in Maui, it's a smaller space and it really resonated with me. And then ultimately what I found was that I was doing my day trips around LA, around California, and uh, part of the landscape sometimes does look like Maui. So if I, I thought if I could bring sort of a Maui perspective to people's lives and they could see their world looking a little bit more like paradise just by playing the game. I thought that that would be a really nice experience. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. awesome. And one of the one, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you and how we got connected was, you know, you took some of the things that I was talking about in the Academy and you applied it. You've seen some tremendous results. Can you share any of these re really good results? With us? I love your techniques. You keep saying it's only data. So, you know, you are going to get results. And absolutely, this is so exciting. So um, I worked on Triple Cotta Maui and I improved the ASO. And so the results were like uh, keywords in top 10. Um, it started out with two. I think I have more than that. I think I have like maybe five now. And then yeah. keywords in the top 20, five keywords in the top 100 seven mostly were top 50 and the best part was the quality of the audience which was uh people who genuinely connected with the game mm -hmm. so like it wasn't just like spamming out to to get more downloads it was really like using your techniques got me um got the game to the right hands which is the best Congratulations. And I know in that first initial email that you sent over, you could tell the geekiness in Ronnie where she's like, hey, you know what? That spreadsheet, like I made it even better. Here's this crazy formula that I put in it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I am I have a thing for Google spreadsheets. I love formulas. I do. It's a, yeah, got to do it. That is so funny. So Ronnie, kind of what you brought up with the hubris I have to be honest with you. I had to look it up and I was like, what does this mean? And then, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. My, my vocabulary is not very vast, but along with that line that I love that you have your image. 
So your photo is one of the screenshots. It's right. And I've always said like, use some screenshots where there's faces because people are attracted to faces. We're human. Like we want to see other people. Right. And I think that's a great job. Like where does that come from? Because I'm trying to build that internally too sometimes. My wife will tell you it's probably too much. I probably have too much hubris, but sometimes I don't feel like I have enough either. Oh, I know, right? Like it's so hard to know what what is what. And I think for me, it's like, well, sort out the motivation. Like why am I really doing this? Why am I doing that? So like the screenshot, um, I, I went to Trader Joe's and it was magic hour. And there's like, a seriously, it's the Trader Joe's on Burton Way in Los Angeles. And it's like right next to a beautiful hotel. And I don't know, the lighting was great. I'm like, I need current selfies, life being what it is. And then when I was doing the screenshots, like you said, you know, people want to connect to faces. They, you know, and um, uh, mine was free. I don't have to pay a photographer. I don't have to pay a model. So I just like put that in. Honestly, that's how it went. So it wasn't about like, um, letting people know who the developer is. If anything, I'm really after Gamergate and after some experiences that I've had in the tech community, I'm, I'm reluctant to be that visible, but I thought that, you know, it's a smile and, um, it's, it's an okay shot and put that in. It's a beautiful picture. I didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea it was a selfie. That's great. Thank you. It looks like you have yeah. a photographer there with you. <laughs> it totally worked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What What about the gaming community? What What makes you want to maybe not be so front and center with it? For me, like I'm like, wow, you know, I get excited. I'm like, I'm talking to a female founder. I'm talking to a developer. That's so great for me. Like, but you seem to have a a different view on it. Well, part of part of. Uh you know, what drew me to your work is that it's very clear that you're centered and you have, um, diverse, um, guests on your show. And also I don't want to get too mushy, but you love your wife. It's just so clear. And, you know, you have this very welcoming personality. Um, otherwise, and also like I've been to Apple events that were really wonderful. I've, I've had stalkers. I've had to call the police. I've been, at a hackathon where I presented my work and it was attributed to somebody else who was a guy. And then he corrected them, people, the people like, no, actually it's her app. She, she coded it and they still attributed it to him. So I've had these experiences that were, and I mean, mind you, I majored in economics. I did stand up comedy. I wrote for a comedy magazine while I was at school. I I'm, I'm pretty comfortable being um, in, you know, a female minority situation. Like, it's fine. People are people. I'm not intimidated, but like the, um, I don't know the obstinance, the strength of the misogyny that I've encountered in tech is just not something that I necessarily want to like welcome again into my life. Yeah. I hear you. And you know, like I got, I was talking to a client and it was Mary and Kyle. So there's two, a male and female. And I didn't want the female thinking I'm just emailing Kyle, right? So he filled out the form like, okay, I sent the invoice to Kyle because his name, like this is what I really wrote in the email, Ronnie. I was like, hey, I sent the email to Kyle, the invoice, Uh because his name was on the the client onboard form that I always make people fill out. And so I wanted her to know that I wasn't like trying to not talk to her because I've heard stories Uh about this where it's like, hey, like, you know, I've had female clients and they're like, you know, we'll be in a pitch room and my like, 
employee who's a male, the investor would be talking to him rather than me. And I'm the yeah. founder, yo. Like, yeah. and I was like, okay, I got to be very, very conscious of all this. That's Oh, happen. no. Yeah. It's very clear that you are. It comes through. You don't even have to say anything. Like it's, it's very, very clear. Yeah. I mean, that that's part of my decision of uh, bootstrapping was like, you know, why would I want to go raise capital where it's clear that women get a yeah. worse deal than men? Like, why do I want to step into that? Here I have the app world where uh, people just download the app and they don't look at who the founder is. Great. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, I love that. All right. I'm a big comedy fan. I don't know if you know this, but I loved it when you brought up the whole stand-up thing. It's something that I've always wanted to do. I try to incorporate if I do any like MC type of gigs, but tell me about your experience with stand-up. Uh, stand-up is so fun. It's so exhilarating. You've got to try it. If you want it, oh man, you've got to try it. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's such a wonderful outlet. I mean, you, on one hand, you can hone a joke for years, like keep doing it, keep uh, bringing different facets into the premise and all that. On the other hand, if you come up with a bit in the morning at night, you could perform it. And the immediate immediacy of it is intoxicating. It's just really, really fun. Um, ultimately I'm not somebody who wants to tour and also the comedy world is toxic. <laughs> Go figure. And so I just like, for me, the quality of life is, is number one. So, I had, I stepped away, but so much fun. So much fun. I've always thought like, oh, I love stand-up comedy, but I'm probably more like a, I mean, not to put myself into these great names, but like a Fallon or a Kimmel where it's not necessarily stand-up, but there's some comedy aspect to it. And I'm probably good at just us having conversation and maybe finding a one-liner joke there and filling that in rather than having like a whole set built out. Yeah. And so that's sort of where I'm leaning into now where- you know, yeah. I'll host, like this is my form of trying out different game shows. To be awesome. honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And I mean, I I love that you you have um a persona that suits your disposition. You know, like that's what we want. So yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Well, where do you want to take it next with Triplicata? Are you working on new games? What's next for you, Ronnie? Um, I, I, a couple of things, uh, down the line. Uh, first of all, I am so fortunate that my, uh, the apps users are like really contacting me with a lot of ideas and suggestions. And so now I'm kind of playing catch up and implementing their ideas. So that's really exciting. That's like the, you know, immediate run next. Also, um, I want to create a product that's similar to Turpicata, but it's, uh, keyed into developing economies. It's something that we talked about in uh, one of your webinars. And so I really thought <laughs> I made a Google spreadsheet of all the <laughs> territories. <laughs> and I have a list of territories that I want to target as far as like a game that um, is more inclusive in terms of purchasing power. So if you've got a country where the average income is at a certain level and that level happens to be lower than the United States, but you know, you've got a lot of activity, a lot of growth. Um, a $3 app is just not going to make sense. So I want to create something that is more affordable, um, uh, for that market. And also I think like marketing to those countries might be less competitive. Right. So very excited about that. I love that idea. You got to keep us posted and you got to come back on and share Thank some of those you. results. The 
the fact with the app growth, can you tell us a little tactical things that really helped with you in terms of growing some of the downloads and getting some of those keywords going to? Yeah, it's really understanding your your audience and what they're looking for. So an exercise that I did that really helped me um, craft ads and also uh, the presence in the app space was um, going doing like a backwards timeline where you start at your goal. So my goal is um, a, a player who's really happy with the app uh, gives it a five star rating and tells all their friends. Okay, so take a step back before that. What were they doing? Um, you know what? I think that they won a few levels. They had some challenges, but they really like felt themselves come through. Okay, what was before that? And you roll it back to key points in terms of marketing. So you roll it back to um, how they feel when they see the, um, the app description in, in iTunes. Um, and then you roll it back to like, they just glance at the app or you roll it back to, they glance at the ad. What do they need? So a big thing that came out of that is I realized that any, all of my ads need to give somebody a win, a clear win. It's not enough like to look at other like competitors ads. Like, um, what I got out of looking at ads was that, um, you see the game mechanics, but why? because you want to give somebody an instant win. You want to give them a way to figure out how the game, in my case, how the game works. And so then they're like, I got this, you know, in their head, they have this little high. I got this. It's interesting. What else is there? And then they click. And that totally helped me um, have higher conversions for my uh, ads and also higher conversions within the app store. That's awesome. Like I'm looking at some of your screenshots, like what, what messaging, like something specific that came out of this exercise? Because I see chill, relax, singing yeah. in there. I see a lot of your words are meet you, you know, get your goals, earn. Yes. And this is all around winning, kind of like what you just talked about too. So I, I addressed uh, two kinds of uh, clients, potential uh, users. One is very like impulsive, emotional, quick. One is more methodical. And so the, for the more methodical one, I have things like, no ads, no purchases, all inclusive. So somebody who is methodical is going to look at various games and figure out the value proposition and really like drill deep. So I've actually had people reach out to me and say specifically, I'm really happy that there are no ads and no purchases, you know? And so it was, it's definitely something that resonated. As far as emotional, I wanted to communicate how you would feel after playing the game. So perhaps you would be more relaxed. Uh, I just wanted to, to, and that's, that's, I have to admit, like, that's a lot harder to communicate, not just the feeling, but put it in a way that somebody else would say it to themselves. Yeah. I love it. And I love that you start off with from an app advice quote, this is one chill matching game and it's all around relaxing. Obviously for Maui, we are going to be relaxed as well. Love it all. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else you want to cover Ronnie? That we, uh, this has been amazing. I feel like I could just talk and talk and I want to like ask you questions about what kind of game show you want and all that. So, um, in terms of, uh, making this more like palatable to your audience, I think I'm good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Well, before we hit the big finish running, I want to thank my sponsor fanbytes.com. Look guys, they've been 
we've been doing some stuff together. I sent a client over, Joe from Plato, and he they've been crushing it for Joe. And then the guy I met Joe in LA when we had our event. Joe was like, Man, thank you for that intro. And I was like, Thank you for asking, Joe. You said, Hey, is there anybody that works with Snapchat influencers? We really want to do we really want to go there. I said, Yeah, these guys, they've been impacted guests of the podcast. Joe went out, reached out to them, and they've been crushing it. And Joe has been doing some phenomenal work for the app called Play-Doh. So if you guys are looking to grow your influencer, grow downloads, and I think it would work better as free games and free apps. But if you want to reach out to Snapchat influencers and really work with some of the most influential people on Snapchat, go check them out. It is fanbytes.com they can run campaigns for a few thousand dollars all the way up to i don't want to share what joe is spending but all the way up to joe type of money if you want to do that as well so the website if you want to check them out it is fanbytes by geeky bites kind of like ronnie bites.com <laughs> fanbytes.com ronnie this has been absolutely amazing but let's go to the big finish what is one app we definitely have to check out <laughs> Okay, so one of my other uh, interests in life is uh, sun protection and <laughs> sun protection. Yeah, is that what you said? Sun protection. Oh, yes. sun protection. I, Got it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't do well with um, the sun. And uh, the Yahoo Weather app uh, gives you like a UV rating, so you know can you get away with that last half hour of sunscreen, or do you really need to reapply? Yes. So for me, the Yahoo weather app. <laughs> I can imagine you in Maui just all like covered in sun. Tan. Oh, it is serious. Oh, man. Yes. I love it. What's the one takeaway that you want the audience to leave with? Uh, be there for yourself, please. And you are, you know, I think your one job is, is to be the most of yourself that you can be. So I know we have a lot of goals and a lot of obligations, but you can't do it from the outside in. It has to be from the inside out. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Ronnie. If the app is called Triplicata Maui, it is linked up in your favorite podcast app. So you just click on the favorite podcast app, click on Ronnie's name or click on the, the actual app name and you'll go into the app stores. But Ronnie, if the audience wants to follow up and say thank you and learn more about you, do you want to send them anywhere else? Yeah, I guess uh, at the band from on Twitter would be a great place. If anybody's out there geeking out on Tumblr, I've got like, Get out. <laughs> I'm into Tumblr. So I'm just Ronnie Brune, uh, you know, dot Tumblr. That's another way. Great. Well, Ronnie's name will be linked up to her Twitter profile. Check out her Tumblr as well. If you got anything out of this, find a way to thank the guests like I'm about to do now. Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on and doing thank this. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.